So normally I would start these by talking about how someone got into photography, but obviously you're a model. So one thing I've always found quite interesting is how people get discovered or how they discover their interest in modeling. Is it something that your mum wanted you to do? Something you just discovered yourself? So originally I think the classic way to go with models is they get scouted, especially, well, probably nowadays it's a bit harder. I think a lot of the modeling has gone in a different direction, but in um, around the time when I was younger, so I'm 22 now, I think a lot of people got scouted by agents. That was the classic one to to do, which was either in London, in the main one. Um, I probably got scouted when I was younger. So around probably 12, 13, um, with an interest in it, but I did probably look into it. My mum was a model. So she did a lot of different things. So I knew I kind of wanted to go in that direction. However, my probably main focus was acting. However, when I got probably about the age of 18, um, finished school, did A-levels. I had done modeling part-time anyway when I was younger and throughout school. And I just got a lot of more work within that industry. So I kind of went down that direction, but it was always kind of in the back of my mind, something that I wanted to do. What was the discovering though? What happened? The discovering probably, like I said, when I was came out of A-levels um, and I felt like modeling and acting kind of did go quite well together. But I just found as I was going down probably the acting route, the modeling took over in the sense that I did a lot of um, adverts. I did a lot of different things like that. And then I just really kind of found the love of probably more modeling side than the acting side. Um, I did a lot more shoots. I probably did fashion week, which was a lot of fun. So I did the catwalks. I mean, I think a lot of models would probably say against me for that one. Normally fashion week is absolute hell. Um, but yeah, I just kind of fell in love with shoots, getting dressed up, doing all the different side of it. And I just had a lot more fun. And I think that's kind of the direction that I wanted to go in. And when it comes to working with like a photographer on a photo shoot compared to a catwalk, what's, what's different for you in terms of like your expectations? Catwalk is a lot more nerve wracking. I think catwalk is kind of like a one shot. That's it. You've got one show. I mean, you're probably lucky to get sometimes with certain catwalks a rehearsal. Normally you don't even get rehearsal. You get told this is the catwalk. You're going to walk in this direction. That's kind of the vibe that you go for, especially if it's a busy week or if it's a busy show. Um, with shoots, I think you can play around with it a lot more. You can actually get to know the photographer, get to know the team that you're working with. If it's a bigger team than just one photographer, you can kind of see what kind of shots that you want to do. Um, you can just play around with it a lot more instead of just kind of turning up and you just being used as just a basic, I think catwalk, you get used as just a model. Like that's what right. kind of you are. You're just one person. Whereas in a shoot, you're kind of, like I said, treated as a bit more than just an object. You can actually really work with the team, which is kind of what I do really, really value. And when we were shooting earlier, you said that you find um, like fashion video work or anything that's video work a lot more like fluid than, mm. than photography. Is that, is that literally because you're kind of working to a click? I think so. Yeah. I think it's more probably just the physical side. You can just really play around with it. You kind of just let loose on your own. And I think with photography, when it's just straight up shots, I mean, I know I'm really bad at it. Sometimes you can just get a bit of a stiff shoulder or just kind of, there are just, I'm trying to think of the word, kind of old habits that aren't great that you, with photography, you can kind of get put into sort of like if you put a shoulder wrong or if you get your arm wrong, if you get something different along that kind of lines. Whereas with video, you just can be really much more natural and just really fluid. And with those, I feel like sometimes even with a video, I've known photographers with a video get still shots from the video and they can play around with that. 
Um, and you just get a lot more, I think, of a natural vibe from that person because there's less to think about. Your video, yeah. you just got to let loose, let free, and it's just a lot more, yeah, a lot more fun. And one thing I've noticed with models, before, sort of previously, and when I started out, it was really helpful in the short term, but really damaging in the long term was models that have like a pose cycle, and maybe they're like more e-commerce type models, or they've done more um, catalog work or whatever. And you kind of, as a as an amateur photographer, you go in and it's like, okay, I have no idea how fucking direct someone. This is like mind blowing to me, but because they have these like eight poses that they can work through. Like I said, in the short term, it helped me get photos when I didn't know what I was doing. But in the long term, I never learned how to direct someone. I guess from like your point of view, working with an inexperienced photographer or one that's maybe quieter, I know that I'm a fairly quiet shooter in terms of direction. Is it is it more fun for you personally to have like really strict direction or for you to be able to kind of boss it? I think that one's, that's a hard one probably. I think it's more half and half because as a model you kind of, you know, that's your job at the end of the day, you kind of as well, especially with me, I want to make sure that I, the photographer's happy with the shots in the direction that they want to go to. I think if you're a good, well, not a good model, but you know, if you're good with your job, if you put effort into it, you kind of nowadays with the social media, with everything out there, you can really kind of do your homework a lot and kind of see through their Instagram, see what kind of shots, what kind of things that you, they really like that kind of vibe, especially if you're a bit more of experienced model, And you kind of know, you know, e-commerce, like you said, e-commerce, catwalk, all the different editorial looks. There's so many different looks and different vibes with just one certain pose Mm -hmm. that you can do. And that's kind of learning, even if it's an inexperienced photographer, you could have the most experienced photographer and they could be quiet, like you said, or they were, I remember one just gave me direction where they were like, do your own thing. And actually I find that more nerve wracking. I probably even though I've done it for a while, I probably still like some direction because I think you can always learn. There's always room for improvement. There's always room to learn. And like I said, I think we, even with our shoot, I remember making comments going, oh God, I've run out of poses now. Yeah. Every model gets to a certain point where you've run out of basic poses. And that's probably the worst because that's when you kind of freeze yeah. and then you kind of just panic a bit. Well, not really panics. If you feel comfortable, you're fine, but you do start to think, oh, I'm repeating or, oh, I don't. Whereas if you just have a photographer that kind of guides you a little bit or just goes, oh, just do this, just play. I find that really valuable because I learn different poses every single shoot that I do. But with the shoot that we just did, I was shooting film entirely. And A, that slows the process down for me, but, but that also massively slows down the process for you. And because I'm much less experienced with film compared to digital, it really makes me focus on the camera more than I'm focusing on you. It's not something I would probably trust a lot of models to work with me on that because I'd need them to do a lot of uh, heavy lifting. Was that, I mean, was that the first time you've been photographed with film? To be fair, probably actually, because I know, I think with certain film photographers, like you said, it's not, it's kind of a bit of a rarity to use it. A lot of photographers, you know, it's just the normal digital, especially if you're doing it for a client and the photographer's there to just get this and that. My normal probably go to like any shoots that I do, like yesterday I did a shoot for bridal and it was just snap, snap. And they just kind of say, they give you direction, but the key shots that they get are probably the ones which you don't even, I don't even realize are getting shot. So literally you do a pose and it's just natural and they just, it's click, 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 click. That's actually probably more the kind of work that I'm used to Mm -hmm. in the sense that they're just going to be like, I'm going to take a thousand shots per like minute 
and you just move, just do different things. Very much like commercial, like e-commerce. Yeah. I've done a lot of e-commerce, um, similar to like ASOS shoots that you see. And it's literally bam, 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 shot, 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 shot. So actually doing on film was a bit of rarity for me, probably even for today. Like I remember when we lost, last shot and did it from today, actually taking your time. I actually find that a bit more probably as a model challenging. Right. Because I know my biggest, like one of my like biggest, like probably, I wouldn't say not strength, but I overthink. That's right. kind of a, definitely a downfall of mine. Yeah. Um, especially with work. Sometimes that can be great in things, but definitely with modeling, I feel like when you overthink, that's when you become stiff. That's when you look less natural. And that's something that I've always got to stop thinking about. Yeah. Because when you, I think with every model, when you don't think and you just naturally, that's when you get the best shots. But Is that like a conscious breathing thing? Like when yeah. someone says, now you're breathing and you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm focusing a on A hundred percent. When you actually think about the pose that you're doing, like you want to, obviously, but it's actually when people think with modeling, they just think, oh, it's so easy. You do. It's really not. A lot of the times you see these poses, which look the most natural, are actually you're in the most pain. You're literally right. thinking about breathing in my hip there, a roll there. Like even when you're not, you know, some of these models are skinny as anything and you've not got any rolls, you can just create a natural roll, yeah. which you've got to think about because a photographer gets the shot and then just one little blip is wrong. Like a hair's misplaced or this is misplaced. And obviously that looks like it's your fault. And it's just, it can be the most natural thing, but also the hardest and but you've I almost think, got to be like out of body the whole time yeah. and, and be able to tell what you look like from, and I guess film makes that 10 times harder because yeah. you're not getting any back of the camera kind of reinforcement. With how, like, how do you train yourself to be a model? I mean, obviously there's, there's the whole side of it of like making sure that you are, you know, at least competent, I guess, with makeup and styling to an mm -hmm. extent, because that's always helpful. But like, in terms of posing, is it just like an in front of mirror kind of thing? It really is. I think even if you just join a massive agency or if you're just self-employed, I've done both, you will be told, and even if you Google it, you will be told practice in the mirror is one of the main key things that they always say, because only yourself is going to know your best angle. Like for instance, every model will know the best side of their face. Every yeah. model will know how to put their hair, what suits them the most, what looks good. When you're in a shoot though, obviously, and they've got hair and makeup direction and you just get literally left as you have to just do whatever you want. They want you to do. Yeah. That's a different story. But when you do a shoot, you know, your best angles, you know, your best side. And that is purely from it's probably experience as well. Test shoots are an absolute lifesaver. So when you first out as a model, any agent or anything is just going to send you on loads of test shoots, obviously A, to get the shots, but also B, to get the experience and to get to know what moves make yeah. you look good. You know, I've had times when I do a shoot and that one particular pose looks amazing. And then I tried something different and I look like 10 ton Tessie. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really all it takes is just one angle and yeah. you can either make yourself look, you know, one stone lighter, one stone heavier. It's as easy as that with a model. And the next thing you know, they've chosen that 10 ton Tessie picture, which you hate, <laughs> but someone loves. And that's been blown up in a billboard. And that's just, or something like that. It's really nerve wracking because you know, it's just every single those shots are going to be used. So you've got to know your angles and know your shots to make sure that the best you is on them really. What's it like handing over that responsibility though? Do you, I mean, you know, since I think you've taken as many pictures of me on your phone <laughs> and had me take them on your phone as I actually took pictures for the shoot. Yeah. Are you, how long does it take you to get used to handing over your image in that way? 
It's tough. And I think my mum can vouch for me for this one because when I was younger, my mum used to semi-agent me because obviously when she used to do it, she knows a lot of the industry. And a lot of the times with your Instagram as well, you do get stuck in a vibe. I think we were saying it about at the moment with Instagram, kind of the main thing that people love is the orangey images. I mean, I'm preaching it and I've definitely put my hands up and said I've put a few out there as well on that vibe. You've kind of got to get out of the mindset of just having that one comforting in the comfortable stage look that you love. Like I know the look that I love, that I love to put on Instagram and I can just stick with it. Yeah. But one thing that my mum always told me off about is you have to have versatility on your Instagram. So there's be one shot that I hate that I might look like a boy in, you know, it might be a really editorial shoot. I remember doing stuff where it's not sexy. You might not really look as pretty as you think, or you might absolutely hate it. You might hate the pose. You might hate the pictures. You might hate the style, but you have to put it on there because it's like your mood board. It's literally like your own mood board in an agent. You go on an agency website, so you see models in a different, you know, category. You might hate it, but a photographer that wants you as a model might love it. So it's getting out of that comfort zone where you are going to have shots that you're going to hate, not because they look horrendous, not because you look fat, not because you look skinny, not because of that, but just because it's the different style that you're not comfortable with. Right. That you might, I know for sure that I put pictures up where I think, oh my God, I look hideous. And that's my own vanity. And, you know, at at the end of the day, I'm still a 22 year old girl with my own insecurities that come out sometimes stronger and sometimes I'm getting to the vibe that I'm fine. But as a model, I think that's really tricky because you kind of got to just lose that sense of being a bit vain yeah. because you just can't, there's going to be pictures of you looking like an absolute weirdo. I mean, you still see pictures of even Kendall Jenner, you know, she, yeah. her eyebrows, I did a catwalk once and my eyebrows got taken off. I look like an alien. So, and I put that up as a BTS shot taking the mic, but you've just got to do it. Yeah. Like that's literally it. So yeah, I think that's challenging because I think every single girl was going to have a vulnerability side to them where they're going to think I look ugly, but as a model, you can't, you just can't care. You All right, really so can't. if I throw a hypothetical at you then, mm-hmm. so the pay is the same in either scenario, mm-hmm. but one job is big name job, like it's a big designer mm-hmm. commercial job, but you're going to look like a twat or no name job, but you're going to look amazing, but the money's the same. Which one are you picking? High designer all the way, 100%. <laughs> you have to, you have to, you can't be vain. I think- and it's literally, that's it. Probably the more editorial, the more high up ones that you do are the ones you're going to look like an absolute tin, like genuine. And I remember my mum just being like, you need to post that, Lauren. You need to put up shots. You look mm. amazing. Because she's looking at it as like an agent type where, yeah, you do look amazing. I'd look back at things now when I was like 18 think, yeah, that looks really cool. But because I'm maturing and I'm seeing it from a different, but when you're just an 18 year old, yeah. where at the end of the day, you're still going to school, you're still going to sick form. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to come to school and people, all the boys are going to think I look like an absolute weirdo. Yeah. You've got to put it up. You just can't care. You can't have every single sexy shoot. Or, but nowadays, like, like I think a lot of models, because it's so, it is so diverse, but it's also going in so such weird directions. I think you actually do get categorized now as a model right. with just e-commerce. You rarely get the models that kind of do everything across the board. Back in, I'm not saying olden days, obviously, but back in the time when it was just straight up, you become a model, you get scouted, Mm -hmm. you get into a big agency. Yeah. And that's when you kind of made it. Just even getting into an agency, you kind of made it because then away you go. And then you get put into either a lingerie, you get put into an editorial. They do all across the globe. Nowadays, because it's so overdone and so overused, you get into an agency that's not kind of a big feat anymore. Sometimes it is, don't get me wrong. 
some agencies are very hard to get into, but then you're just a small fish in a big pond because there are so many other girls there that I feel like they just get put into either lingerie, lingerie now or commercial. Right. Or I get told that my look is very commercial. Like editorial is not really for me anymore, but I used to do loads of editorial and mm. I don't look that much different, but I don't, it's a hard one. It's a really hard one. You have your favorites and you have the ones that you hate. It's like you get typecast like an yeah. actor does. Yeah. So you end up doing the same thing over and over. I don't know why anyone would say you don't have an editorial look because I think mm. you do. Mm. In terms of like uh, public perception, I mean, when you mentioned about, you know, earlier before we started this about telling people what you do for a living when they ask, um, it can sometimes be a bit yeah. of a drag to have to bring it up. Do you find, generally speaking, it's a positive reaction to the fact that you're a model or or not? Oh God, this is going to... This is hard to like say without sounding really vain or really something like that. I think you get the people, I mean, this is what I've been told by friends or just family, like you get the people that say they're a model and just the classic, what we all do is you judge, you can kind of tell when someone is a model and they actually mean you're a model right? or you're not. I think that is just a general, we're all guilty of it. Just a general judge of what they look like straight there on the spot. I mean, if someone comes up to you and just, but then it's tough because nowadays there's so such different categories of models. There's plus size, you know, back in the, that wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. So there's a plus size girl that, you know, you might look and think oh, she's not, but she is, she's one of the top models plus size of going places. They're huge. Yeah. They've done, you know, things, a pretty little thing, but then also you've now got all these Love Island people being a model, you know, they're saying that they're just normal people, you know, they're not even that tall, they're not even tiny, they're not short, they're not big, they're not fat. They're just really just kind of in the sense what agencies would say plain Jane. Yeah. But they're modeling for pretty little thing. They're getting well, they're like gigs. relatively familiar. Yeah. They're not that's celebrities, what I mean. they're not but they're anything, like familiar. Yeah. They're not anything standout like the t- back in the day, you either get the models that look fairly unusual. Yeah. Really un- and they're probably the ones that kind of just, you know, look quite a bit gaunt, maybe skinny, maybe, but different hair, different culture, like really extraordinary. Or you get the ones which are like, you stop dead in the street and go, oh my God, they're stunning. Wow. Like tall, like tone body. Like that was just how it used to be now. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to answer that question if I'm judging it on now, because anyone is kind of. Yeah. I've always said that there's kind of two kinds of, in my opinion, there's two kinds of models. When I'm, when I say models, I mean, there's two kinds Mm. of real models. Mm. One being your uh, traditional sexually attractive models, mm. I guess would probably be the best way, like your sexy models. And then the other side of it would be your aliens yeah, where they're striking, but for reasons beyond just attraction, yeah. they they just have some kind Editorial of strange, very, yeah, they yeah. have some kind of strange charisma to the way they look. We're definitely in the process of democratizing things a little bit too much. One thing that must be a real, um, I don't know, obviously at what level this would become an issue, but it used to be you would have, you know, Adriana Lima, Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, oh, supermodels. Were, yeah, they were my idols, yeah. And now it's Kardashians, mm. it's random celebrities, it's that one Love that played Islanders. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's like it's like people that they're pulled in for their brand more than they're pulled in for their looks. And there's not, not to say there's anything wrong with mm. their looks except for the Kardashians. <laughs> but like 
it's taking it's first of all it's taken the, the entire spot away from supermodels yes. that's just not a thing anymore there's no Victoria's Secret fashion show anymore that used right. to be the biggest show in the entire world that girls would look up to I mean I get a lot of them there's a dark side to it I'm not an idiot you mm. know I know there's a dark side to how it used to be and it used to be almost really too strict but I do agree now it's got almost too far to the sense it's almost too like chilled out just with whoever can do it and yeah. whoever's okay. Like there used to be a standard. You had to be this, 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 which in some ways I do agree. You know, you had to be this certain height. You had to be this certain like shape. It did get too ridiculous at one mm. point, but then it's, you know, to be a model, it was hard work, but to be a lawyer, it's hard work. To be yeah. a doctor, it's hard work. So it kind of took away that specialness the of esteem. being a model. Yeah. And then yeah. The top ones, you become a Victoria's Secret fashion show. I get there's a dark side, but also at the end of the day, as a young girl who's a model inspiring to be, that was like my dream because they are insane. Those women, I know some of them are too skinny, but some of them, you know, their bodies are just ridiculous. The way they look is ridiculous. That's not plastic. That's not facial work. That is just pure glow, healthy glow, the hair everything, you know, they don't have loads of work done. They're not anything ridiculous at all. That's just pure hard work and looking after themselves. One girl that I always look up to, Romy, um, she's one of the Victoria's Secret ones. She does a YouTube channel and she is honestly the healthiest. She eats well, but like in a nice way, she's got amazing hair, you know, and just, and she's opened up and said it used to be too strict when she was younger. But then when she got to Victoria's Secret, that was when she was just healthy and it's a healthy, and there's no show like that anymore. And you would do be on that show. You made it. I mean, that just opened so many doors for you. It's just, there's not really any structure with modeling anymore where it's kind of, you know, like to be a doctor, you go to med school, you yeah. do well in GCSEs, you get A levels, you work yeah, you hard You don't want a doctor who's getting to operate on you because mm. he felt bad about not being able to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as someone who found out this week that I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life, I'm not in a position <laughs> uh, of talking hey, from like, I'm, I'm in such a fantastic shape that everyone should look like me. I'm not being mm. like that. But personally speaking, whether it be male models or female models, um, I want, generally speaking, I want people that are at the top of whatever it is that they do mm. to be working the hardest and to be setting the highest bar. Yeah. Not for it to be participation awards for people just because they wanted to play but they didn't want to put in the the sort of the work at the beginning it's one thing that's uh, you know i think everyone walks on eggshells not because they actually walk on eggshells but because they're scared to offend the wrong person and be branded with something that's just not true Mm. i personally don't really see the point in having the idea of a model if it's not going to be an aspiration Mm. If it's just going to be what I can find walking down the street by just throwing a dart into a crowd, then it's not mm. It's not going to be something that's going to pull attention in any way when it comes to, you know, a magazine cover or a, or a campaign or whatever. And there, there was that brief period for about three years where it was almost like shock value of like, oh, well, this Calvin Klein model doesn't look like all the other Calvin Klein models. Mm which A, really undermined the people that were doing it previously, and B, there's a reason sometimes the different isn't better and maybe things yeah. have been tried and they didn't work. I, I guess, like, for me, the, the direction that's interesting and, like, in a, in a social sense is that, you know, you mentioned the old supermodels of, like, the 90s, especially having this, like, incredible natural beauty mm. being photographed by people like Peter Lindbergh where they just looked like 
unbelievable human beings with very little retouching because of what was available yeah. at the time and because of choice. And they had to work on things like making sure their diet made sure they had good skin, not just like diet to make sure their physique worked, but mm. their skin as well. Now we're in a position where everything's accepted, yet we're seeing unbelievable levels of Photoshop and even yeah. more unbelievable levels of plastic surgery. Mm. And that's to an extent fine, but it's just, it seems like a contradiction in terms to say anyone can do it, but now we're having people fix themselves more than ever before. Hmm. Yeah. It's, there's no real direction with modeling anymore at all. Um, you can class someone as a model, as an Instagram influencer. They hmm. probably are more classed as a model than even models in an agency because in a sense that they get paid more and they do a lot well, um, a lot well, sorry, in the, their career, just yeah. in regards to they can face tune and model an outfit, put it on their Instagram. Instagram's used more of a platform nowadays to showcase modeling than ever before, probably than more so than just shoots. Yeah. They just literally stick on an outfit, model it, face tune it to absolute hell. Yeah. Um, and they're a model. And yeah, they probably do look amazing and they do look beautiful, but that's not them. That's not a realistic but however, they're the ones getting the money, they're the ones getting the jobs, and then they're the ones with a big following that brands like Insta and Pretty Little Thing higher. And next thing you know, they're the ones on the billboards. They're the the ones getting taken on these amazing shoots abroad that we used to do that we absolutely loved, but they're because people know them and people follow them. Yeah. Nowadays, if you even go on to, um, you know, you want to join a modeling agency, they actually have a line when you're filling out forms and stuff, more and more so Instagram followers. And right. you get judged on how many followers you actually have to even get into a modeling agency. Which is backwards because their job is, exactly. is to, is to, to be literally up. an agent yeah. to you getting more exposure, yeah. Yeah. but you're bringing the agency exposure. Exactly. And in every modeling agency as well, there's a side of it. I know for sure the massive ones is even a division now where they work on your Instagram profile to be a model. So you join an agency if you've got enough followers to even begin with. So if you're a young girl that wants to start out modeling, it's blooming hard because you feel pressure to become an Instagram influencer, which is kind of going into that field of the fakery, the fake lips to fit in, to even get recognized or even get kind of noticed enough to yeah. even get in somewhere with an agency. And then you get into the agency and then the main focus is kind of how to build up your social media following. I know a girl that's got an amazing following, um, but lockdown, it was all about TikToks. All right. about TikTok videos, right, right, right. which is kind of in a sense, nothing to do with modeling. That's completely, it's a jokery video, miming, but that was the agency's main priority was she was getting loads of, she was doing in the sense better on TikTok than she was on her own Instagram. She got like a million views on that. And the agency were like, right, build up on that in order to build up your Instagram following and that was kind of the way they were going rather than getting, obviously I know it was lockdown, but that was the main focal point than getting shoots, than getting the classic modeling. So it's just kind of my main question is at, like at the moment now is what even is modeling? What do you even class right. as a model? I don't even know, like for, I do it just part-time now. I used to do it full-time, but sadly with the industry, it's just, there's not enough there where you can probably do it full-time or there is, but it's just hard. It's really, really hard. And with lockdown, I think everyone now is doing a career that they have no, uh, you know, no intention. Well, we've been told by the government that exactly. we're all called Fatima and we need to retrain. Exactly. I mean, so you can't really class it now, but if it was like all the world was normal and everything's fine 
and it was still going on as it is, I would not even know really what modeling is. I think anyone could do it. Anyone could say that they're a model. So that's probably why in the sad sense, when I say, yeah, I do modeling, I've done modeling. I really do downplay it compared to, I look back at actually what I have done, which is impressive. Like I did it for four years full time. I went traveling. I did catwalk. I did the proper, proper modeling. Yeah. And I know so many people that have done it, but it's just, they don't almost show what they've done because it's just like, oh, we don't have enough Instagram followers or we don't have enough exposure to do that. Or we haven't gone down the Love Island route. We haven't gone down the Serbs Go Dating route, which I easily could have done and didn't. And it's just, you're kind of pressured to do that in order to make it, which is really quite sad. And that's me as a 22 year old. And I feel like from the work I've done, I do have a bit of a mature head about me, let alone girls that are 15, 16, just starting out in this world that are just very absorbent to anything that they see and hear and how to make it. And it's just, it's tough. I wouldn't even, honestly, wouldn't even know where to start on a device, even myself (laughs) to a young girl. That's just like, I want to do modeling. I would, it's really sad, but I had had no clue what to say to her. No clue. In terms of like what you're doing in front of a camera though, like when you are shooting, not all of the extracurricular bollocks Mm -hmm. that has become everyone's job, like literally down to, if you're a baker, you have to have an Instagram that constantly brings, because if your Instagram isn't doing something or if your social media of apparently your TikToks mm. aren't doing something, then it's almost like you don't exist. Yeah. You're a failure. It, yeah. Instantly. So if we take all of that bullshit out of the way and conversations about algorithm and stuff like that, when you're actually in front of a camera, what what's the enjoyment? Like what's the best part about being a model on on an actual shoot? It's, it's really hard. I think it's overall the experience. It's really hard to like pinpoint it because, well, if, like we said, taking it all away. So back probably around the time when I did it full time, modeling is just so open with what you can do. I really love the idea that every shoot is different. I think that's what I loved. I'm someone that gets bored easily. So I love to have a job where something different every day I get here, the rather have a, I've done the desk job. I've done that not discrediting it. Like, you know, having the money every month on a certain day, it was amazing after doing modeling full time. Cause you know, I think everyone out there can vouch for me. Self-employment is great, but can also be highly stressful when you don't know when the next kind of money's coming in. Yeah. Um, however, the enjoyment of every shoot, every day, everything that I was doing was completely different. Nothing was the same. The experiences I did, you know, I, st- I look back on it now and I feel, I feel almost like a failure now, obviously with lockdown, you can't, that's just my insecurities, me being silly because you can't really judge it at the moment with the current situation. But looking back at what I was doing for that three and odd, three and a half, four years, the traveling, you know, the people that I met, the things that I did, you know, I've been on private jets from shoots, purely just doing a shoot. I've, just visited these different countries. Like I've done, you know, different activities, things for free, which was for free. Cause obviously I even got paid to do it. Yeah. So what the things that I could did, you know, I just lived life. I felt like with the modeling, I proper got out there and did things out of my comfort zone. In my comfort zone, I can sit here and ramble off all the things that I've done. I almost feel proud that I've done them in the sense that I, you know, like I said, live life and who wouldn't want a job that was like that? You yeah. know, who wouldn't want a job where you can just do so many different things each day? It's similar to probably these Instagram influencers now, you know? Yeah, we moan about them, but there is a sense of us and all of us where it's just a bit of envy because it's just like, yeah, they are getting paid to be taken on these jets, to be taken abroad in countries, to do a few shoots or just to literally go out partying. Yeah. That's what they're getting paid to do. At the end of the day, 
who wouldn't be happy with that? I think people generally, I, I think people, there's always going to be jealousy, but mm. I don't think jealousy is necessarily a bad thing. True. But I feel like with online personalities, especially like Instagram-y type personalities, people would be a lot more okay with them yeah. if they just weren't mostly abhorrent people. Mm. Like quite often they are completely lacking in humility, completely lacking in empathy. Um, you know, we've seen over years with YouTubers posting absolutely ridiculous shit, you know, Instagram there was controversy with the Black Lives Matter and I think it was Miss Swimsuit. There's been controversies with, you know, models that have taken, as much as I can't stand the expression, a position of privilege and kind of flaunted it. I remember a really good example, but it's not to do with modelling, is there was a YouTuber who posted a video going back a few years and he's got one, he's one of these real fuck faces that never stops smiling. And he posted a video about how he could uh, he was going to try and live a day on one pound's worth of food. And the day starts off with him talking about, oh, I haven't even had my protein bar. And he's walking around his mansion and he goes shopping. And it's like, your your message might make sense, but it's been lost in how much of a bad person you are. Like you might have had the right intentions, but you've just it's very fucked it royally. Yeah. Especially if you're a young individual with a very open mind. Like I said, that's absorbent to anything that you see. These kids that want to work hard, that earn money and do this, they seem to look at and watch those. And then they're just like, okay, so he's got all of this and he's doing that. Where's like, how do I get that element? Yeah. So I totally agree. And a lot of time it's, you know, it came out. Did you see the thing on these Instagram influencers where it was a room made into what looked like the inside of a jet? A private jet. Did you see that? That was just yes. the icing on the cake yeah. for me where I was like, Jesus Christ. That even still shocked me. I knew it went on, but that still shocked me. The level yeah. of- uh, But I, I see I'm 10 years older than you and I yeah. grew up in the age uh, when MTV used to show Cribs. Yeah. And- oh, I, I love that show. Well, I remember younger. being like 13 and thinking, that's a rented house. Yeah. Nothing in there is personal. So much fakery. Yeah. In physically and in the actual world it is. So it's just, how can you make it in a world that's not even, you know, the world, it's not even true. Yeah. What, as our generation, our young generation trying to make it in this life. Well, it's the problem as well is that that's what, what they're aspiring to, to be. Yeah. We're inspiring to be something or young people that want to be an Instagram influ influencer and all that are inspiring to be something that's not even true. Yeah. And it's, it's not even real. Like, and how, it didn't exist 10 years yeah. ago. Like you wouldn't even be able to explain it to yeah. someone 10 years ago. So just yeah. how are you meant to keep up and what direction? Like, it's just so confusing. And so you just feel so lost with it all. It's yeah. just, it, yeah, it's shocking. Fun times. Mm, I know, right? That's, I mean, this is a photography podcast and I could honestly, <laughs> we could go on forever. I could sharpen the knives on this subject for a while. But, yeah. uh, you know, from a photographer's point of view, something that I've always struggled with and that it came about really from learning from YouTube, which is maybe not the best route to go mm. down, was just communication. Yeah. And I have my style. I have my way of communicating with a model, which is I don't do like the old 80s, 90s, like, yeah, yeah, work it, kind of horrendous fucking bullshit. I, think I don't it, do yeah. that stuff. The constant reinforcement. When I actually say something positive, it actually means something. You know, what's the best and worst of what you've had as in terms of photographers you've worked with when it's come to their interactions with you? No interaction, hell. And I mean, I know you said that you're obviously quiet, but trust me that sometimes it's been the worst when you get nothing and then you look back at pictures or they, and then they're not happy with it. And you're just like, 
well, can I please have some direction of what you wanted to do? <laughs> and then they look at you almost as if it's your fault, but I've get, got this once on e-commerce, but actually it was just kind of the sense that they just had no idea what they were doing anyway. Right. But it, that is just the hardest point because as I said, then you go into overthinking mode, then you go into panic mode, then you go into, you know, self-loathing mode where you just think, oh, well, I'm awful at this. So this is not going well. Well, is this not the thing though? Sorry to jump in, no, but is this not the thing that, People get this conception, and, and I really believe this, and you might tell me I'm wrong. Mm. I, I genuinely think this is a thing. People think models have this just unbelievable, like they have this unbelievable bottomless pit of confidence. Mm. And actually on a shoot, it takes very little effort for a photographer to destroy that confidence if mm. they're not careful. Yeah, I actually always say, and the trouble is I can't find a way to word it where it doesn't sound horrendous. <laughs> the worst thing you can say on a photo shoot as a photographer is no. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you need to, uh, digital makes it a lot easier because you can shoot through things that aren't working and you can kind of turn the boat slightly whilst not pulling it out of the water. Whereas if you're, if you're shooting and, and something's not working and you're just like, that's not good. That's it. Like yeah. the confidence just gets sucked out of it's the room. It's a two way street. Yeah. Literally at the end of the day, the model is probably the person that has the least involvement in the end product that you'd actually think someone thinks, oh, the model's the whole shoot. But actually we're probably, yeah, like I said, we're the least people that actually influences anything that's gone on. Yeah. So for say it's like a billboard and we're obviously that main center of that billboard or something like that. I know that's very generic, but so yeah, yeah. I can think of off the top of my head, we're actually the last people considered or even thought about or even kind of effort wise to go into all of that. So if obviously the people that are really in charge, you know, in a big shoot, you have a model, you have a photographer, you have a creative director who's telling the photographer, you have a creative director and then a director who's telling the creative director and all of that. There is so much that goes into it that even if just one photographer and one model like we've done today, if we can't work together, if there's not a two-way street going on, it's kind of common sense that the end product is not going to look how either of you want it to yeah, look. Even yeah. if obviously, like I said, with shoots, you know, the model's getting paid at the end of the day, we still want to be able to use those shoots. Yeah. If it's a wasted effort, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Uh, we want it to work as much as the photographer. We're not just there to go, Oh, just shoot this, this, the money mess, doesn't whatever. lead to confidence. No, the, not the confidence comes from the photos. A hundred percent. And right. as I said, nowadays, especially in this world of social media, as a model, if you're not happy with the pictures and obviously they, the photographer then just puts up the picture, you know, tags, you want to put that up. You want to highlight it. You want to, you know, the time and effort has gone into that, but you're not happy with the shot. You don't even end up using it. So as a model, sadly, social media and Instagram's, Instagram is such a big thing that if you're not happy with the shot enough that you can put it on Instagram or something like that, it's just an absolute waste of time. And it's just the worst thing ever because you're just like, well, what was the point? Yeah. That? What was that? So we want it as much as the photographer. And I think sometimes talks forget that. Like oh, yeah, they yeah. just completely think, oh, they're just here to do that. No. Well, to be fair, to, to be completely fair, I'm the least, I'm the least active defender of photographers. Because <laughs> having spent a f quite a few years doing workshops, I find photographers to be quite grating, not mm. all of them. And my God, is that a dangerous statement to make on a podcast that's called a photography podcast? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. But there is a type of person that is drawn towards photography where they're not necessarily interested in like the craft or the skill or the academia 
or even the end product, but they're interested in being an authority of mm. that subject. And they could be in anything. It could be cooking, fishing, whatever men tend to end up doing. They end up doing things and they then want to immediately be an authority on that thing. I learned about something 15 minutes ago, therefore I am now an expert on it and I need to go and inform everyone why they're wrong. That's a really common problem. But to defend photographers for a second, and I can't speak for other parts of the world, I've only photographed in England, Wales, Scotland, Finland, and America technically, but it was two shoots. There are a lot of models, and I'm not saying a majority, but there are a lot, even if it's a minority, it's a lot of models that turn up, won't get off their phone, um, only care about like the money side of things. They have no interest in the vision. You know, you give them a mood board, they pay no attention to it, whatever. And especially for an aspiring photographer, it absolutely kills your enthusiasm mm. when you go through hours of planning and communication and back and forth and you're spending a, an ever increasing significant amount of money mm. and the person just turns up with nothing that matches what you were talking about, no enthusiasm, no energy, no desire to see a good end product. And then they take the money and run. I think it, that's where you, not always, but that's where you do get those photographers that just think a model is a mannequin. Yeah. And that sadly is, I think, the end product result of kind of the model society at the moment of it just being so overdone. And so, you know, like models, like they're just, so, anyone can be classed as a model. Anyone is being used as model, even ones in agencies, like that's the issue yeah. nowadays. Normally you go to an agency, you have full confidence that they, you know, have good models that they use them nowadays people don't go to agencies because obviously one there's an agency fee and it's a lot more hassle yeah but yeah and, I mean, and the other problem with agencies yeah. right now and i've worked with with a couple in the past is just there are so many yeah and there are so many bullshit ones and then that they've got are, so many models attached to it as well and they're yeah. not all the best yeah it's how can you i mean this is me coming from me going on to an agency how the hell can you choose a model when you've just got too many to choose from like yeah. there are just thousands of them on there and like you said it's very you check their instagram you check the social media but it's just so hard to find the best ones to work with and yeah. i do think that is yeah it's just a pro sadly a really product result the fact that and if you're someone that's not influenced by like current trends yeah. if you're a photographer that wants to do something the mood board i sent you for today was mm -hmm. fairly mid to late 90s yeah. and early 2000s inspired if, if you want to find someone that's not necessarily just a current trend because of the age bracket that models tend to sit in, and I know that's probably someone's offended by me saying that, but tends to be a bit of a lifespan for models that's shorter than most. Yep. More and more, they're too young to remember those days and they're learning how to be an influencer, not yeah. a model. So it's actually a little bit of a dying craft in the yep. sense because taking a picture on your phone when you've got all day and night to do it because you're at home. Someone sent you a box full of clothes. You just have to take a picture and then put up some bullshit in your caption mm -hmm. compared to, you know, lighting director, photographer, stylist, makeup artist, hair, and then an end product that has to fit certain commercial needs and maybe an agency involved as well. That's an entirely different skill set yeah. than just, I look good from this one angle. And there have been, have you ever seen the film Zoolander? think so so I there's a so. there's a pretty good running joke in it about or it, it's 
the, the main joke in it is essentially about him having a look mm. and he's got a new look and it looks exactly like all of his other looks. And then they really hammer it at one point when they talk about his calendar gave him an opportunity to show his diversity. And it's just him with the exact same photo, but the shirt changes color. And that's some Instagrams that I currently see is just yeah. grids of the same photos from taken from the same angles in front of the same window same filter, with the same, same phone. Hun- Everything's the my same. My mum would back you a hundred percent on this. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's my, Hell, my yeah. worry is, is that we need people surely. And if the agencies aren't doing it, if the models themselves don't seem to be doing it, if society, not to, I hate that word, but if they're <laughs> not doing it, we're going to end up losing modeling as we've known it to something that we don't even know how long it's going to last because it's been around for two or three years. Exactly. I mean, it's a quick turnaround, but it's not like it's hard to find a blacksmith now because blacksmiths aren't really used anymore, but a blacksmith can work till they're 80. Modeling isn't a job that we generally associate with that long uh, of a lifespan. So people are, you know, there are people that start modeling at 16, 17, and they're done by 25 or they're done by 30. That's not a long lifespan for any career. That's like a footballer's length career. But culturally, there doesn't seem to be any desire to keep modeling a skill more mm. as a commodity. And I worry that maybe we're losing skilled women. And obviously, I know there are men that are models, but we're losing skilled women to commodities. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Or I'm just being really sexist. I don't no, know. No, a hundred. No, I get you. You would literally, you would choose a model that you think looks insane on Instagram. And like you said, they show up to the day. It's all on their phone. It's all on this. They probably don't even look like really what they look like. Yeah. I know that's a bad one. I know it sounds awful. I know oh, I've been judging. there where I've turned up at the train station and I couldn't recognize who they were. Yeah. And that's, that's a that's big terrifying. thing as well. Like we all have bad days. You know, I remember turning up to shoots once and I've got a spot or something like that. It's always the way um, as you grow up and you're like, oh no, but then there's that. And then there's not even looking like yourself. You've just got to be really, really careful on it. And sadly, because of that, like you said, you do, it's really common now to have an absolute nightmare shoot. So they show up, they're awful. Um, they don't even look like it. They don't know what they're doing. Cause it's a completely different ball game doing a shoot at home on your phone yeah. to it is doing it in an actual shoot with a photographer and a lens. And you've got to pose and you've got to know your poses. You've got to know what looks right, what, mm. how the clothes fit. Completely different ball game, which I don't think people realize at all. They don't actually realize how much it's not easy just to be a model, you know? No, the perception being that you turn up, you're an attractive person by nature. Mm-hmm. You turn up. You do two hours work and you go home and that's it. You, you didn't have to do anything particularly difficult. Well, actually, um, mm. and I think something that's been lost in the, the diversifying of models in part is that it's actually really fucking hard to stay in shape. Mm. Mm. I know I'm very sad about my current state and it's very hard to stay in shape. It's very hard to, to build that confidence for yourself to be adaptable to work with all of these different types of personalities, to try and take on a role with such a limited amount of time. You know, actors in films get months. Um, In plays, they get weeks. Mm. Sometimes a model will get two hours Mm. and they have to be in, be in that mind frame out and then they're at the next job. Yeah. And I think, you know, to speak up for, for people that are kind of getting shit on quite dramatically, I feel like 
to be someone that can put in the work and the sacrifice to physically mm. stay in shape, to have the good skin, mm. to have yeah. the good hair. You've got to have a good hair day, good skin day, good body day every day of the week. Yeah. And then they want you to be tan. You've got to make sure your fake tan's all good. You know, there's nothing wrong with then a splotchy fake tan. You can't have... They want you to be tanned in England specifically. No, exactly. Which is, you don't get tanned exactly. in England. Yeah. So they want you to be spot on literally day dot every day. Like when it was the classic days, you'd have an agency. They would call you and say, yeah, we've got a job for tomorrow. You're going to be going away, you know? And next thing you know, you've got hairy legs that you need to get waxed or something like that. And you just have, so you want to have a life on top of it, but then you can't because you've got to be always on it. It's hard. And that probably was what one downside that I didn't like. So it was just, it's like having anxiety all the time. You've got to look your best, you can't have an off day, you can't have an odd skin day. And then if you do, you're having an absolute breakdown because that's what's expected for you. You're expected to show up a naturally beautiful, good, like I said, good hair, good skin. Ugh. It's just, yeah. That's, it's a lot. It's a lot more than people a, think it is. a lot. And yeah. it's long day. And then a lot of times with the shoots, people think, like you said, it's like a two hour thing. Yeah, you're very lucky if you sometimes get a shoot and it's just two hours in, out, you're done. That's a rarity. Yeah. They're normally almost a 12 hour shoot day. Yeah. You have no sleep and then you're stuck on a plane or you're stuck on a trip back or you've got a, then a two hour train journey back home. And then from that, you can't look tired the next day. Why do you look tired? Why yeah, do you have you been out? You've got to get your taxes no. in order. You've got yeah. to do your accounting. You've and then you've got to do all that. And then admin. you're lucky if you get paid. And then agencies, you're paid three months after you've done the work. Yeah. You're not Which even is paid disgraceful, yeah. like two days. Sometimes they're three. I've been in agency and it was three months after the day you've done the work. And the agency has the fee. They have the fee. They oh, take I know, their I know cut. Of, I know of an agency in England yeah. that- and then you get your bit. They get chased hard later. constantly for money because they take they're happy taking jobs. Yeah. But they they forget to pay models. Yeah. And they're fairly prominent. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're and then big. The fees but are big. They take sometimes take big percentages and they're not even there. And they've just called a few and books. Obviously not taking away discredit some agencies' work. Obviously, some of them are amazing. But yeah, you get paid three months after for that. And it's just you're working to the bone. And it's cold or, you know, I've done a blooming gym photo shoot, which was a bit, it was ridiculous where it was minus five. I'm not even joking. I'm not even exaggerating. I know I'm a bit flamboyant like that, but (laughs) it was genuinely around minus five. I mean, I've got the shots where my skin color, it looks like there's an edit on the pics. It's not. I am purple blue in my skin. And I was just in a sports bra and like a, and a sports short sort of get up, you know, and it wasn't, it was horrendous. Yeah. And like I said, you get some photographers that don't even take that into account. I remember it was the creative director that was like, no, 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 she needs time to wear some gloves. Like literally yeah. he would be like, right, can you hold your hand up please and do this with my like fingers sort of thing. And I couldn't even move. I couldn't move them. I was like, I, I'm that cold right now. It's not, most of the time it's not glamorous at all. No. At all, it's hard work. And then, yeah, the shots look great and you're here and you're there and everywhere. But when it comes to the photos, do you have, I know you're, uh, you're, you're fucking young, <laughs> but do you have any prints of work that you've done or are you just, is you it just all on your phone? No, sometimes you can't even get BTS. They're really strict. So you do but, all that But in work. terms of like the images that you're in, yeah. do you have any at home that you like hold up as being, or is it all in your phone? All my phone. All on God, my phone. Never. No, I do not remember the last time I did a print. I think the last time I had a print was when my friend brought a Polaroid around. That was it. Right. No, I do not have all school. That's right. it. And it was like school. That's it. 
I do not have, I think, actually, I think anything from modeling that's not on my phone. Do, do, you, do you wish you did though? Is it like- It would be nice. Just would, to have like yeah. a little bit of a wall of fame. I generally feel like, so I'm 22 and I have baby pictures that's in a picture book, you know, that my mum's done. And there was, I remember seeing a meme or something on like my phone and it is true. I am like 1998 baby. I am probably the last generation that has baby pictures in a book. Right. A hunt, the rest yeah. is all on phone. The rest is all, all of my modeling work is on my iPhone and or on the computer where it gets sent in a zip, zip file. Yeah. I actually can't remember ever getting pictures in a book. Even nowadays modeling, you know, that you used to get sent with a book yeah. with all your pictures. That's on an iPad now. They yeah. give it to you on your phone or an iPad. That's what they do. You don't even have a book. I don't know. I think it's sad mm. in a way, you know. That whole I mean, thing a is quick, gone. A quick plug for the sake of it is that I, I actually recently put up these prints, which no yeah. one can see, but by a photographer who was recently on the podcast, a guy called Carl Ferris, and his work's amazing. Yeah. And just to see it in print is so nice. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know many models that have like a website mm. where they where they display. I their used work. to have a website. I tried to do a website for myself, and then took it like just. Well, I guess as well the turnover in terms of work that you're doing makes keeping a website going really difficult because mm. you know, you're constantly up. wanting to update it, but you you're too busy shooting and and doing I admin. I cannot keep and- up with it. I've deleted mine literally for that. I just there was nothing on it, and I couldn't keep up with it because you're either busy or you just yeah. It's just. It's a lot. I mean, we're making it sound terrible, but you do enjoy it. Oh yeah, of course I do. That's what I mean. It's like, (laughs) but it's just more the sense that it's like any job, you know, you've got to love being a doctor if you want to be a doctor, but look at the work that they've got to do, the long hours. Like it sounds I think think the main difference is like with, with modeling, not compared to being a doctor, but just generally Mm. one of the main differences about being a model compared to anything else is that you are dismissed out of hand so often in terms of like, well, it's not hard work. Oh, you just have to look pretty. Oh, you, you know, it's it's easy. It's it's there's no skill that goes into it. Which is, you know, I, I'm you know me and how I talk normally. Yeah, and I'm being extremely complimentary and and honest with um, how high I hold real models in in mm. my regard. But I think that's the problem is that people end up being, I think spiteful is maybe the wrong word, but they they mm. get a little bit of spite with the way that they're treated in the sense of like, oh, it's 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 a job you do because you're pretty, you didn't have to work yeah. hard. It's like, no, it's actually really fucking hard oh, yeah. work. And you get taken the mick out. I remember doing nights out, you know, when people go, oh, what, what do you do? And it's just, oh, I'm a model. And that is literally the first joke that they say, especially in guys. Right. Like, oh yeah, I can tell you're a model, just look pretty, stand there. And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Thing. Yeah. You actually have no clue. And a lot of time you don't even look pretty. Like I said, you get dressed up like an absolute tit. But yeah, I 100% people, it's a lot easier, I think, to hate than to love nowadays. And a lot yeah. of people go down the hate route. Yeah. I mean, in every sense, we know that very well, especially nowadays where everything's going on. But <laughs> it's a lot easier to be spiteful and hate than to actually be happy for someone and love it. Because in order to do that, you've got to be happy with yourself. Yeah. I think a lot of people aren't. And that's just easier to hate on others to make them feel as bad as you feel. Yeah, and I think that's probably a big part of it. I mean, mm. I'm not a big fan of, there's a very young cultural thing of saying that anyone that has a criticism of you is a hater, mm. which I don't agree with. I think, and like, and the people say it to, when I get, when I get pissed off about something, people will go, they're just jealous. I hate when yeah. people say that yeah. because no, they're not. They have a, they have a problem. Your opinion. Yeah, and people, Everyone has an opinion. People it's just think allowing I'm doing them something to have wrong that. or they yeah. don't like something, then they're entitled to that. Allow someone to have an opinion, but you have your own. Yeah. So stick with your own, but also give people the freedom to have their own opinion. Exactly. If it disagrees, you disagree. That's it. Yeah. But you've got to allow them to have that. Don't hate them because they have that, like vice versa. Just agree to disagree. It's yeah. just- And sometimes- 
the reason that something stings is because it's true and mm. you don't want to admit it's true oh, or whatever. God, yeah. But besides the point, you said earlier, this is, this is, I'm interested in this actually. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't know where you're going to go with this. You said earlier that you, you couldn't give advice to someone that was looking to get into modeling. Yeah. But if someone came to you now, 16, 17 years old and said, mm. I want to be a model, would you tell them to do it? Oh, honestly, my first thing would literally just be like, oh, that's literally, this is my reaction to it now. Mm. It's because my question would be, what even is a model? Right. How can I tell someone to be a model when I wouldn't even know really what a model is nowadays? Yeah. Like my best advice would just be like, know kind of the route you want to go down. It's a lot easier nowadays if you know kind of the type of modeling you want to do, whether that's glamour, whether that's sport, whether that's editorial, whether that's just catwalks. I think it's sadly very hard nowadays to be versatile, to do a range of them in order to make it, which I don't think there even is somewhere that you can kind of make it unless you go down Love Island route you do that, you do shows and then you make it in the sense that you do the styling for pretty little thing. I think in the sense of making it enough to have, make enough money to make a living, sadly, my, like not even advice, but just from what I observe as a 22 year old girl nowadays, that is kind of the only route to kind of make it in that industry is reality TV. Yeah. In the sense of making enough money to be happy with life, to afford living on your own, to afford living, you know, like a actual job would. Yeah. Just doing standard modeling, whether that's sport or just do it maybe in a sports sense, but then they're using people that actually do the sport, which I highly value. I think that's great, you know, but sadly, I remember there was a big thing, you know, a lot of sports women were judging why models were being used for a sports campaign Yeah, when they should do it and it should be real, you know, and, but then that's like a hard grasp because it's a sense of, I actually literally remember having a conversation with my mum about it being like, that's really difficult because I get where they're coming from. You know, why shouldn't they be used as a sports person? You know, cause in, and I remember, I think it was around the female route because a lot of the men in rugby get used as it because they look physically fit enough to yeah. do the modeling for it. Yeah. But then it's also in the sense of you're taking away model jobs. Yeah. You know, you get paid to do your sport to, you know, that's your industry you're in to actually do the sport, to actually do this and that. That's your job. Yeah. A model's job is to do those shoots, whether that is for a sport, whether that is, you know, for laundry, whether that's for anything. But the problem there really is that, and it's it's a continuing yeah. issue and it, Christ, I don't want this to become too sociological. I think I've already <laughs> caused that problem. But the problem there is that you're not taking a job away from no. a sports person but they would be taking a job away exactly. from you. That's the That's difference. That's the argument, yeah. And I, I understand the need for something to be authentic, but we've seen this with Hollywood lately where people have not been of the right background for Twitter, essentially, to allow them to play a role mm. because they don't understand the experience. Well, I'm fairly certain that Mel Gibson's fucking Australian, but he played a Scotsman and that caused very little uproar other than with the English. And, you, you know, generally speaking, an actor yeah. is pretending to be someone. A model is not pretending to be someone, but they're, they're, yeah. they're creating a vision of, a, of an aesthetic. Exactly. Doesn't mean you walk around no. in a wedding dress 24-7, no. but you can do a bridal shoot. You're not taking a job away from a bride. I did a shoot for a pilot school. I'm dressed as a pilot, you know, and when I was doing BTS on my Instagram, people were like, oh my God, are you a pilot now? And it's like, obviously not, no. <laughs> But I mean, I'd be the youngest pilot. Exactly. I'd be the youngest pilot in history and just maybe doing four years of work into one week. Sure. 
But it's like, I'm not taking that away from pilots. It's just that's a sh- shoot for a pilot school. And yeah. they just want pictures, you know, of people in the piloting school that are doing it, which hasn't, the pilot school hasn't even opened yet. But, you know, they're creating the images for that shot. So that doesn't mean I'm taking away a job from a pilot yeah. or they'll want to take it from me at all. Like most people nowadays, you see an advert for freaking God knows what, they're not really going to be, you know, yeah. they, you see, oh, I'm trying to think of an example, but someone well, in a, wait, an a waitress or in yeah. an advert isn't an actual waitress. They're not actually waitress, yeah. no. They're not actually in Burger King working behind the counter right now, no. They've no, literally yeah. just done the modelling shoot for that campaign yeah. or Coca-Cola or God knows what. So everyone knows that, but it's a sense of, it's very easy to be spiteful and hate. And, you know, in that regard with the sport thing, them trying to take over the shoe and they're having a pop at it. The models weren't having a pop at it. They were having a pop at it. And it's just just an equal balance of understanding what job it is. But then it's back to the idea of what is a model. And that argument, you know, the sports people are like, why are they doing it? They're struggling to understand that that's just the model's job. That's what they're there to do. So it's that fine line again of, well, what even is a model then? If people aren't happy with that type of job, like it's a job. Modeling is a job. But because of the industry we're in now and because how it's so diverse, almost too much, it's like, is it a job? Is modeling a job? What, what, what is What's it? happening? Yeah. So if I'm going to give advice to someone go, do you want to do a model? Do you want to be a model? Sorry. What am I meant to say when it's kind of like on a career tick list, yeah. you know, acting, model, this, that, what is it? It's, I don't even know what it really is now Yeah. to do it as a job, as a career. It's, it's really hard to accept. Like I've kind of accepted as 22 now that that's not really a career to be a model. You can't. Yeah. Because what is it? it well, it's also like, yeah. even if you wanted them to go down what is currently like an influencer, mm-hmm. by the time they've got their shit together for that, it will, the goalpost would have moved again. Yeah, it would have been moved on. Influencing yeah. would have been done and it's something else to move on with. Yeah. Unless you're literally the first category of people, like with Love Island, in a sense, I think it was series two and series three, that that was the series that if you went on Love Island then and then, I would agree. Like if someone gave me the opportunity to say, do you want to go on Love Island, maybe series two or series three, I probably would have done it. Yeah. Because I think the only category window to have done it to actually really make a name for themselves, which some of the people actually have done, they've gone on and, you know, are still like what that Alex is still a doctor. He's just used it as a platform right, to right, make right. it. Or some of them actually have become a presenter or some of them have done well in the music industry. Yeah. Series two and series three, definitely the time to go on it because that was when it was exciting. Now you go on it, it's an absolute laughing stock because it's so overdone. Yeah. So I wouldn't really go on it now, I don't think, because it's so repetitive it's just boring. It's been done. Yeah. So what you come out of it, then you do the shows, you do celebs go down. You can literally put it, write it on a piece of paper, the next couple of steps that they're doing. And it's not even as big as money any, in it anymore because yeah. then what it was. So it's social, like Instagram influencer. I want to be an Instagram influencer. Why? Because you're not going to be bigger than probably the people that have made it when it started out and jumped on the bandwagon yeah. than it was like TikTok. People jumped on the band. People have become famous from TikTok because yeah, they use their noggins and jumped on the bandwagon during lockdown and made a huge name for themselves. You know, I think that Jojo, that artist, that major, um, I think her name's Jojo Cat or something. She's a massive singer now on the pop charts and everything. Her song was used from TikTok. That's how she made it. Right. So unless you're literally one of those lucky few selected people, which granted, well done on them. You know, they use their brains and actually got onto it. And you're lucky enough or just smart enough to get on it there and then and become one of the originals. Yeah. 
don't do it because there's no point because you just become part of the crowd. You know, it's like PTs get that slack, you know, personal trainers, there's so many out there. You want to become a PT. People look at you in pity now because it's just like, (laughs) how the hell are you now going to make it? You know, and I'm a judge for it. When someone goes, yeah, I want to be a PT. I've done a course for it. And they have worked hard and done a course and it's great, but I'm looking at them going, why? But being an influence, being an influence is even harder Yeah, because- in terms of, of getting anywhere with it, because not only do you have a whole slew of people coming in from, I don't mean to be rude, but coming in mm. from the bottom, trying to work their way up. But you look at people like um, the Jenners, the, the the really plastic one, I can't remember her name. Kylie. Kylie. I know the other, uh, Kendall's Kendall, the, the Kylie. more supermodel yeah. one. With Kylie Jenner, she's come in from a point of view where she's already rich. Yep. She had an incredibly nice upbringing with lots of money and lots of um, lots of nice things. How? And then she's lowered herself, yeah. and I don't mean that, to, again, to be rude, but to the top level of Instagram where she posts something and she's getting paid hundreds of thousands she's of dollars. Being, no, she's getting paid like a million. Well, there you go. And so if if your options are, okay, there's a million of you, and if I have the money, I'll go to a celebrity, you are really going to have to do something to stand out. and. More and more what we're seeing as well, and this is really random, but we're seeing people like that that Vicky girl, the one that was pretending to be of a different ethnic origin than what she is. And you had that girl yeah. that was the catch me outside girl. They're trying to be something that they're not. And the only way to, to get attention is, is to be controversial. So you're teaching little kids that the only way to make it is to be fake yeah. and to just pay, without, excuse me, swearing, but bullshit your way through life until you've made it. Yeah, and it's what messed up. What life is that? It's really it's messed up. It's really messed up and it's really, and I'm fully with it. Like I literally, the amount of times I've had a conversation with my family being like, I don't know what direction I'm going to go in, what I'm going to do. I think everyone's had that discussion. I think lockdowns really hit hard and hit it nail on the head mm. of people reevaluating. I think everyone was getting into a really big hole without realizing it. And probably one of the only positive on lockdown is actually making people sit back and realize it. Yeah. But then also it's not really a positive because it's making everyone very, very depressed right now because you're actually realizing, and it's, I've definitely thought about it, probably thought about it even like the other week, like Jesus Christ, how the hell are you meant to make it in this world when it's just an absolute pile of poop anyway? Like it's a <laughs> load of bollocks, yeah. like what it is. Yeah. Just, you, can, you can kill yourself. We're going to put it down as COVID. Literally. I know. Right. Honestly, just find the nearest cliff. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's all happy, happy positives, happy times, but yeah. it is, it's, it's really hard. And I actually feel sorry. Like I know I'm 22, but I feel really sorry for the kids that are just growing up and absorbing it all and trying to get their way started out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still there. I'm still fully, fully starting out and fully trying to get through life, but just how like it's really difficult that's all i can say and yeah to be a model i wouldn't even know where to start and that's really depressing and that's really sad but it's the truth <laughs> what a podcast i know right <laughs> it's great. jolly jolly um, it's but it's amazing it is so much fun and if you can do the you little are bits, someone though that i do genuinely think yeah when i work with you i can see you enjoy it mm. Which isn't always the case. And, no. and I think. And that comes out in the pictures as well. It really does. 100%. 100%. And it, it, not just in terms of how you emotionally look, not just in expression, but mm. actually in the enjoyment for like myself yeah. to do the photos. I then feel like I get it's more the of effort a, to put more on a roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all, whenever we do something, like, so I, I was a photographer for a long time before I felt like a photographer. Mm. Do you remember a particular shoot where you were like, that's it. I am not just, I'm calling myself a model, but now I am a model. 
I think probably I was really, really fortunate enough. I worked with ITV2 and I did a advert for Survival of the Fittest, right? Um, which was huge, huge. Like some of the people that I modeled with for that are, were actually went on to do Love Island. Um, and that was a really big gig that I got and I did. And obviously that was played on then ITV2 on the advert that you see on the screens over and over again for a while afterwards. And that was like three days, Canary Islands. You got flown out. You got kind of treated like royalty, you know, mm-hmm. your own room. It was a ama- It was like a three day holiday. That was when it hit me. It was like, this is kind of what modeling is all about. Yeah. Went back, obviously back and then when you've made it sort of thing, when this is actually like the big shoots that you do really well in that, you know, when you kind of make it, this is the level you do get treated, you know, back then when you did become, you step up the ladder from looking back at things when I just started out doing poopy e-commerce jobs of 50, 100 of like quid. Yeah. Um, and they were in cold basements and things like that to now being in luxury. I know, literally, it's, well, to be fair, that's I probably should take that back. Sometimes the biggest companies, the biggest shoots are in the most roughest areas because obviously the rent's lower. Right. Um, that's the only thing with modelling as well. You do end up going to the deep, darkest bits of London or something <laughs> like that. And it's really not safe. Um, you've just got to have your head about you. But yeah, that doing that shoot, that, well, shoot slash commercial advert, was when it hit me where I was just like, this is what I worked hard for to be able to do these kind of shoots. Like, even if I do still do the poopy, you know, you still do the kind of poopy ones, like just to get some good shots. I can look back and think, wow. And then probably the one where I did for a piloting, I got to go on a private jet from Spain to UK. Like who gets to go on a private jet nowadays? Yeah. Who does well, they, that? You they, can, they make them. You can just go in the room. Oh, the, yeah, you, there you go. Just go there in the room. You go. It looks like a like, private jet. I got to sit in the cockpit for takeoff because private jets, you get to do that. You know, private jets, I didn't even know that you fly above the normal um, econ like flights, like they, the, the flight path is above normal planes. And I so saw even above the, I the regular, exactly. People. You look down at the peasants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I remember when I did that shoot the next week, I was going on holiday to America and I was on a living, looking you know, up, BA flight. I was back to e-com after being on a private jet. I was back in the classic, just, um, economy seats being like, Jesus Christ, well, this is a low point. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And not many people, you know, people go, yeah, I've been on first class. I've been this. And I'm like, well, hun, I've been on, and it was one of the, like the top private jets as well. Not even just a normal one, like an amazing, beautiful one. Yeah. No one experiences See, that. I'd be really fucked off if I worked so hard yeah. to get a private jet. And then it turned out it wasn't even one of the good ones. It was no, just, exactly. it was just a private There's jet. There's different types of private jets. You, I didn't even know this. No. I did not even know that because you hang with the rich. That's what you learn. And, um, I think that's one of the main things with modeling, which that's probably the only advice I give to someone younger. If you want to do it, do it in the sense of it's fun and get the experiences out of it. Get the life experiences out of it while you can, because it's not sadly a career that you probably do longevity wise. Mm. Like you said, unless there is modeling for like older people, there is modeling for that, but it's not as much and it's not as regular. Well, I think also that that's, that's disappearing quite quickly mm. because so many young people are getting face altering surgery yep. Yep. that they don't look no. Oh, firstly, it's, it's an addiction people. and you continue to try and look younger as you go on. But no one wants to be hired as an old person sort of thing. Like, Yeah. And I think like, but like the other side of it is if you look at actresses, because I think it's a female related problem and I do think it's, it is sexist in nature, but I don't know how much of it is, is deliberately sexist mm-hmm. and how much of it is just human nature. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but if you look at the actresses that continue to do well past the ages where they're expected to, That's they're the ones like that acting. haven't yeah. had 
the surgery to try and look younger. They're the ones that have just aged and they, look. they Audrey, look appropriate. Hepburn and things. Oh, stunning women. Stunning. Yeah. yeah. And they just and I think look that's amazing. Lost. It's hugely lost. Natural beauty, natural bit like personalities, natural just beings. Yeah. The word natural's just lost. So last question and then you Go can escape. <laughs> Advice for photographers working with models when they're when they're fairly new to it. Mm-hmm. We've obviously already mentioned on like keeping the confidence levels up to an extent. But you know, if if like our shoot today, let's take that as a fairly decent example. I came in with a specific mood board. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something you like to have as a mm. model? You like to have a very clear direction beforehand? Yeah, especially if you want the model to bring the own outfits and to do the hair and makeup. That helps us. I think just as a photographer, I mean, sadly, if you just get a model, like you said, that just shows up with nothing and you give them the mood board, you're going to get people that are ridiculous like that. You're going to get silly billies, you know, me being polite, <laughs> um, that, yeah, are going to be useless. Or you'll get people that if you send me a mood board and you know what you want, I will bring a suitcase full of different outfits to choose from, make sure my hair and makeup is the direction that we're going for. That helps us if you get the right model, you know, if you get someone that does want to show empathy and that's sadly very much touch and go, but say you do. But also there's there's, there's two sides to the right model as Mm. well, because there's right in terms of like their, their attitude and the way that they approach things. Mm -hmm. But there's also the right model in the sense of they they fit the genre. Yeah. That you're doing they fit the look so mm. if you get someone come in and you're trying to do like an old school film noir looking thing and the guy's got face tattoos he's not gonna suit no. it's gonna look out of place yeah. in what you're doing it's not to say that it's wrong but in most cases it's probably wrong yeah so you, quite often it's a good idea to be able to identify what, what model what the model would be strongest at and yeah. if they suit what you're doing not just if they're available yeah. So that's probably conversation over text, you know, probably get as much out of them as you can over the phone texting. So I think that gives you a good indication if they kind of are interested, if they know what they're doing, if they know what looks to bring. Like I remember when we were discussing this shoe, I sent you pictures going, I've done similar vibes. So I kind of knew the outfits to bring, the look to go for, which was something right up. Like it just happened to be kind of my kind of shoe, this one, like this kind of vibe that we went for. But yeah, like you said, it's really just on the person, I think, one of the main things as a photographer with like, we go back to the original question to make them feel as most comfortable as possible, mm-hmm. especially with girls. I think that is my main, main things nowadays. Cause you see so much, you know, my granddad was a cop. So my mum was like a cop's daughter. So she might as well just be a cop. Like I'm very much very self-aware with it, but almost probably a bit too anal about certain things. Um, when I did modeling, having to walk, you know, I got harassed. I have loads of really, really bad experiences, which make you really anxious. So my main thing with photographers, especially learning at the first time, even my mum to this day is like, message me the location, let me know where you are. And then I do background checks on them all. Make your Instagram or people know, you know, it's good to show where you shoot, what you do, make them feel as comfortable as possible. Cause don't take it to offense. If they do ask you, you know, I know some photographers take it offensively if they're just like, well, where are you based? What do you do? You know, if a model, they're not doing it to be like snobby, but they're checking, you know, safety matters. So expect that. I think as a first time photographer, or if you can make it, you know, if you are lucky enough to have like an amazing studio or something like that, put it up on Instagram, kind of make yourself known as much as possible. Even if you're a family man as well, 
Um, if I see like a shoe, you know, someone and I see that they've got a family or something like that, if I'm stalking, that's great even to or promote a, that. Or a really cool chihuahua. Or a cool chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. Chica kind of sold it for me there a hundred percent. But She's like 90% yeah. of my personality at this point. Exactly. I mean, sadly, nowadays you never know who's a weirdo and who's not. It's really touch and go. Like yeah. they can look the most of it, you know, like Ted Bundy and things like that, you yeah. know, I know it's silly to bring up, but you just never know. But if you can make someone feel as comfortable as possible, that's great. Um, professionalism, you kind of know what you're talking about, you know, as I think that's very much, you've got to get social media. Sadly, if you do have a social media and you've got two pics on there and you're starting out, you need, you know, use a family member, use someone that gets you just those shots. If you're starting out, you've got to have some sort of thing to yeah. promote your work to show us that we're, even if you're starting out, we're starting out, you've got to show something. But in the safety aspect, yeah. one thing that's really important, I think for people to remember and, and going very stereotypical male mm. photographer, female model, is that regardless of how you feel about yourself, regardless of how the model feels about themselves, yeah. the perception generally is that Let's take me and you. We've shot today. Mm-hmm. I'm the threat. Mm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. If if there's going to be a threat, it's yeah. going to be me. Mm-hmm. That's the perception. Now you could probably knock me out for fun. You seem yeah. fairly. You seem I do fairly boxing. rough. I can hold it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You seem like you could probably do like a pretty decent high kick or something, and I just <laughs> fall on my fat ass. But um, the threat, the perceived threat, is me, and you have to be not mm. over the top about it. But you know, I. It's good to let them know that you're aware as well. Yeah, and that you, you're yeah. going out of your way to give people, sp- not to let them take the piss out of you, but just mm. to give them space mm. so they don't feel like you're crowding them. Yeah. They don't feel like you're watching yeah. over them. Give them a changing area. That's always quite, even if you've got a tiny, tiny, play, you know, just give them an area, make it just as comfortable as possible, which you can, this can only go so far, you know, it's never, ever going to be comfortable meeting someone the first time, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, just do as much as you can, common sense wise, over the. I think you always get a vibe on the text, you know, when someone's just professional, they're just like this and that. But ugh, yeah, it's just a common sense thing. But yeah, try and make them feel as comfortable as possible, as safety as possible. Sometimes they might want to bring someone. I remember sometimes I've even brought my mum, even at 22, if I'm not fully, fully comfortable and she's a bit like, I'm just like, oh, I'm bringing my mum. She can do BTS shots, deal with it. Like, it's, I've always been quite fortunate. I've never had anything bad ever. I don't think I've, I've been been hackled and had it bad when I've been traveling. Um, and I think one, one time I did shit and I was not comfortable and I just left. Okay. But I've been quite fortunate in that sense. I've never had any bad stories, but obviously from what you've heard, I think it's the model's duty as well to look out for themselves. If you never have a gut feel, if you don't feel comfortable, back out. Done that millions of times when, yeah, I look like the absolute prick that's gone in the morning. No, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I wasn't comfortable. You've just got to go with it. Um, and you've got to expect that as a photographer, it's a trust thing. You've got to put yourself in their shoes and try and just go along with it as much as possible, especially if it's a young girl starting out and obviously you're a guy and a photographer, you have no clue. That's probably the main difficulty that you'll have, mm-hmm. but it's easily overcome. And once it's done, it's done. And once you build a portfolio, then you get more and then you get recommend, obviously recommended and then people talk and then it's all fine. But that is the main, main thing. Definitely just starting out photographer that wants to do, you know, start out with just a, um, like shoot basis, not paid just to get a shot, like our first shot. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Quick fire question and we're done. Do it. Uh, you can, I want to hear the one brand that you'd want to phone you up to come in and, and do a shoot. You get one super quick. Oh. First one jumps out. Oh no, 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 no. Charlotte Tilbury. 
There you go. Love her look. I think the models that she has that very much suits my look and the, the makeup and everything's gorgeous. I'll and tag her. Yeah. And I want a load of freebies from Charlotte Tilbury. Wow. Okay. So we have to make sure people know where they can go to find you. Obviously not your house. Not my address. Or- yeah, if possible. <laughs> if we could just put that up online. Um, so your Instagram, you yep. don't have a website. So what's your Instagram? At Lauren Offen, L-A-U-R-E-N-O-F-F-I-N, lowercase, no spaces. Follow me, people. Go for it. <laughs> I'm so sound like an Instagram influencer now. <laughs> That's where I'm leaving it. Mm.